All right, gang, we are back, back for another episode of Biz10. Actually, this is a super special episode because I put up on my Instagram a complete giveaway for $100 to anyone who came up with the caption. I said, best caption gets $100. I said, hey, Matt, you are the winner after going through all the funny comments. I said, Matt, you are the winner on my story. I said this, uh, send me your Venmo or PayPal and I'll Venmo you uh, right now. He responded back and he's like, hey Max, how about instead of sending me $100, I just get 30 minutes of your time. I'll drive down to Miami, I'll, we'll take you out to lunch, I'll buy you lunch, yada yada. And I was like, hey man, I'm actually traveling at the moment. How about we just do a Zoom call instead and if any you know good content comes from it, I'll have my team whip up something, give it to you, and then maybe I'll post something to my own social media as well. So if you're watching this, this means that there has been a banger moment from this meeting with uh, Mr. Matt Fisher. And without further ado, let's bring him on and, uh, and then get this party started. Mr. Matt, how are you, sir? Doing all right, buddy. How's it going? I'm doing very well. There you are. Right. There we go. Finally figure out this technology a little bit here. Yeah. Where are you calling from, Matt? Port Orange, Florida. Port Orange, New Smyrna, that border that's right there. Yeah, I know it well. I've spent a, I've spent a lot of time in the New Smyrna, uh, Ponce Inlet area, growing up surfing up there. Yeah, it's a good spot. It's a good spot. I'm a... Uh, Born and raised too, so I've gotten a uh, great bit of appreciation out of the area myself. Awesome, fantastic. Well, Matt, let's just dive on into it, yeah. Yeah, let's do this. So, tell me, tell me exactly what your business does. Maybe you can share some light on. I help blank do blank. How would you fill in those gaps there? So, <clears throat> I help because what I'm better at is working with sellers. So, I primarily focus with for sell by owners. So usually I'll reach out to for sale by owners, uh, speak with them because they're not out there on the full open market. They're not utilizing everything that they have of an opportunity to work with a realtor and everything there. And I'm bringing them onto the market, getting them the most amount of money and servicing them that way. And I've found better, better practice and better turnaround for my time to work with sellers and to go about that direction. So that's kind of mainly been my big focus rather than working with buyers. Now I will work with buyers as well, depending on um, the kind of buyers they are and everything in the situation. But I've just found a, a better, a faster, a smoother process of just reaching out and doing the conversion of a for sale by owner and bringing them live onto the market. Mm -hmm. And how long have you been doing this for? Uh, two years. Two years. Okay. Yeah. What was the first year like? Uh, it was awful. <laughs> it was, it was really bad. Um, I, even though I was born and raised in the area, my whole family line was just doing drywall by the board. So that was kind of like the main thing that I've done to where I, I at least grew up with like a worth ethic in my family, but going into real estate, doing real estate is nothing like the school. It's nothing like you really see online for the most part. Like I got most, I actually completely modeled everything that I do for the most part after Ricky Carruth, who's out of like lower Alabama. But his big thing was with cold calling, reaching out to for sale by owners in that way. A lot of dirty well. work. Yeah. So, and I'll, I'll get into like what we could ultimately do for you as a realtor. Cause we yeah. work with many realtors, real, uh, real, first off, real estate agents, real estate mm -hmm. investors, um, portfolio managers, property managers, et cetera. And I'll, I'll talk about all of that. Um, but, uh, and then your second year, as you mentioned, it was actually pretty good. Yeah. 
I mean, well, that was actually the first year. So right now, 2021 is okay. my year too. So, um, I right. Mean, it's and, moving. and you're saying that's been going well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm averaging now anywhere between four to six closings a month and I'm pretty much set to do about 60 to 80 sales this year. So definitely more than what I did last year, but gotcha. Um, and you know, Matt, you were, you're really clear on the second part of the question where it was like, I help blank do blank, right. Sell their home, buy their home. Um, you could probably even clear it up a little bit more just to really have strong clarity there because if people have an understanding a clear understanding on what it is you help them do then mm -hmm. they will know exactly why they should do business with you right so it, it could be get their dream home or get their investment home right two mm -hmm. totally different conversations but i want to go back to that first portion first i help blank do blank right so it's yeah who exactly are you helping is it a certain demographic is it a certain income level is it a certain location um there's no no demographic level not as far as location goes we could simplify it as the i4 corridor that's the easiest way to explain it when i yep. talk to a lot of people of when they when they ask like oh you know how far will you go realistically i'll go any part of the state of florida if if it merits you know but as far as my primary focus is everything along the I-4 corridor, because that's an easy commute, just yeah. going west, coming back east. That's simple for me. Um, and price point, I really don't focus in a particular price point because I've gone to a, a listing appointment for somebody's property that was just a vacant piece of land for barely 20 grand. And that conversation evolved into oh hey we've got this property that we'd like to sell and then we'd like to buy this property and mm. now i've done about two and a half million with just them specifically mm. so that's where i really don't uh, focus in on a certain price point i'm open to it all of a conversation because at the end of the day which is probably what i should have put in the first part i market homes and that's that's a big thing with real estate you know a lot of people are like oh you know you just go out you open doors and you do things that way but the reality yep. is there's a lot of the back end of marketing and the one thing that i did of uh, mm. the start all the way through now as my main source of marketing was just cold calling so it was a two bird one stone method where I'm getting out there speaking with owners in the area and, you know, just saying, Hey, introducing myself, asking if there's anything in the world I can do for them and then seeing where it goes. So then yeah, it's like, yeah. if the thought in their heads of, Hey, I want to sell, or I've had a conversation, my cousin's in town, he wants to buy a house. Can you show him houses? It's just, I, I love the, the endless possibilities of just asking somebody if there's something I can do for them. I like that. I, I like the idea of keeping it open once you speak to the right person, right? Yeah, but exactly. You, need, you can't just keep it so open because th then you're never going to speak to the right person or better yet, uh, you're. it's going to take you much, much longer to speak to the right person. But if you narrow your focus down and say like, I help these people in this area, mm -hmm. now you're going to attract those people. Let me, let me give you an example. Uh, we used to work with someone um, who worked for Premier Properties. Um, okay. They basically only sell above the million dollar yep. mark, right? But then you start to have a deeper conversation with them and they're like, yeah, well, actually, you know, that's just how we market ourselves. And we actually get like 60% of our business through under million dollar listings. And I'm like, hmm. Interesting. Okay. But it's it has a tell sign. And this is actually before I even started. This is like 
when I was, when I was very, very first starting and I didn't really know I was testing everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And the big thing there was it, it actually spoke to something, which is the power of niching down. Right. You might mm -hmm. say, Hey, I only work with people above the million dollar listing mark. Well, then people are just going to tap on your shoulder and be like, Hey, I see what you're doing there. I, I know you don't typically do this, but would you be able to help me out? Right. Mm -hmm. Another good example is we work with someone who only works with women. They only work mm -hmm. with women. And imagine if you heard her say, Hey, I help women, business owners, uh, female business owners make an extra $500,000 a year. Like, well, hold on ladies. Like what? It, I, I know you only work with women, but what, what do you got going on? Like tell the guys what you're doing yeah. too. Right. So there's something powerful about niching down because then when she says that the females are like, the women are like, hell yeah. Like that's me. I want that. That is 100% me. And even if I'm not exactly that person, I'm still like, well, hey, hold on. You, you got my attention. You know, like help me out here. Tell me what's yeah. going on. Yeah. So when, so when you think about, here's the thing, Matt, I know you're not just on this call to, to I know you're not, I know you're on this call because cold calling gets terrible. Like that, that is a dead end road. It just requires you to continue doing cold calls when really, mm. you know, you put this in the message that you sent me is you want to figure out a way to attract people to you, to market yourself yeah. and have them come to you. Right. So the big thing there is you need to be able to say the right thing. So you're attracting the right people. Right. Mm. So who you're talking to and what you're saying to them, not just what you're saying, but how you're saying it to them is also important, but who you're saying in the very first part is absolutely massive. So let's talk about that a little bit more. You know, how can you really clarify who exactly you're helping. You mentioned, you know, the, um, the I four corridor. That's a, that's mm -hmm. a nice way to say it. Where are these people coming from? Are they just looking into a home? Are they already in new Smyrna and they're looking to find another home there? Are they coming down from Pensacola or, you know, from New York or wherever, where are these people coming from? What, tell me more about them. Um, that's kind of more of like a, I, I mean, they're coming from all over. Uh, so Primarily of what I've personally done with my time is reach out to homeowners. So that's, that's, I guess, where we can kind of like narrow it down a little bit better because I like the idea that they've already been through this process. Yeah. So if they've already been through this process, the higher end of the odds, the last time they did this, it wasn't that great of an experience, which is yeah. unfortunate as far as what I've seen and why I use a transaction coordinator and really just kind of simplify the process as much as possible okay. and keep it happy because you're buying a house. I mean, that's huge. You're selling a house. It's huge. You know, it's a big deal. Especially so, if it's your first or maybe even your second time, it's still, you're still new to it all. Yeah, exactly. You're selling your first house there. There's a real strong emotional or like I raised my kids here, you know, it, uh, I'm dealing with one right now. It was their, they grew up in this home. It was their father and their mothers. They've now passed and it's just, it's hard. So where I can keep it simple keep the emotions out of it and just, just make it more of a relief. That's what I like to do. Um, so there is the passive stuff that goes on with online. I mean, that filters through like Google AdWords, Facebook AdWords and everything of that sorts. Yeah. But clarify so, that first part for me. Like who exactly is it? Like the more you, the more you hone in on them, the more of those ideal clients you're going to attract. Yeah. So, so, so to paint my picture of my dream client, it's yes. the main thing, right? Yep. Um, I would probably say my ideal client would be a middle-aged person that has done this a couple times already. Um, likes a go-getter attitude because I get really focused in on stuff and that passionate side of me will really come out. And I like somebody to be working with me that that really likes to see that explode. What do they so, need? What do they need, do, Matt? 
Do what? What do they need? They need uh, they need aggression. They need marketing done right. They need uh, someone to just be obnoxious. And that's what aggression. I like to do with the marketing. Talk to me about aggression. Yeah. So <clears throat> something like that, for example, um, I went to, it was actually my first listing. I went there and, you know, she wanted to sell her house. I never done a contract before. My broker had preset everything for me, gave me little sticky notes. I went there, looked to the side of her house. There was like a bunch of tree debris all over the place. So I told her, I was like, Hey, when's a good time for me to come over this weekend? I'm going to get all that to the road. And then we're going to get photos done. She was like, really? I was like, yeah. Cause I know the average clean cut realtor, it's, you know, you wear a suit, you wear a tie, you're a business professional, you don't get your hands dirty, you know? So there's always that divide, but I went there, I drive a pickup. I just like, I, I like to work. It's just what I really like to do. So I just got it all to the road. I'm wearing board shorts, a tank top and I'm drenched in sweat. Then we go pick up mulch. I mulch the whole side. So the aggression side out of that, I go and I knock every single last door up and down the street. I take about 70 cards and I make sure that I pass out every single last card before I go home. And I had passed this one house. This lady didn't answer the door to me, but her car was in the driveway. Passed it, knocked, you know, met a lot of great people. And of that day, I closed about seven deals because of exactly what I did that day. So I'm walking back, this lady's outside and I'm like, Hey ma'am, how's it going? She's like, I don't want my trees cut. I was like, I don't want to cut your trees. And then she's like, well, I don't need my yard cut. I was like, I don't want to cut your yard. She's like, well, what do you want? I was like, I'm helping Francine sell her house up the street. Just got through doing yard work to prep her house. I just want to introduce myself and ask if you have any friends or family that are looking to move closer. Cause I know they always want to. And she just was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you were a realtor. And it's that, it's that aggression to not like fall back in a conversation, to go for that 50-50 chance that they'll take you into consideration and respect you to figure out what's possible, you know? And that's the same thing I do when I'm cold calling. You know, if someone's rude to me over the phone and is really trying to push me away, I try to match and mirror <laughs> to be transparent and I'll, I'll do something to dish it back and it's that 50-50. If I let them run me over and I just hang up the phone, there's 0% chance of me converting anything. And because of giving that resistance, being aggressive with it, um, I mean, setting out about 50 different open house signs, having a, you know, two-man inflatable going I gotcha, on. I gotcha, I gotcha, open yeah. house. Yeah. Aggressive, you know? I gotcha. Hey, let me hop in. What, yeah. What comes after the aggression is what they really want, right? Like, okay. What we always say is, there's, there's usually three phases, right? Mm -hmm. There's phase one, phase two, and phase three. Yeah. Let's replace one, two, and three. There's A, mm -hmm. B, and C. That's a little bit better. We have A, B, and C. And the three mm -hmm. phases here are phase one, phase A is they are not yet working with you. They're in this like giant pool of people, okay. right? And they're, they're just like your, your prospects, right? Some of them are mm -hmm. a good fit, um, but you want those that are absolutely a good fit. And here's where the line of marketing comes in. And mm -hmm. the line of marketing is between you and mm -hmm. what they ultimately want. So it's basically, you have this pool of people, then you have the line of marketing that you're in, and then you have this ultimate result, right? Where yeah. phase C is. So phase A is they're, they're just trying to, they're just trying to get this thing resolved. Phase C is their ultimate result, right? Mm -hmm. And then phase B in the middle is this line of marketing. And that's where you are. That's like what your services are. 
the yeah. aggression, the, the, the marketing, the excellent marketing, right? The networking, you going out of your way, the whole nine yards, right? Mm-hmm. To be frank with you, Matt, is they, they don't really care about what's in the middle here. They just care about getting to phase C, right? Yep. It's just like, hey, I'm in this phase. I, want, I, I have my friends, my family who are trying to move here. Or, hey, my friends and family are down there. I want to like find a house, right? Well, mm-hmm. that's, that's phase C. That's the ultimate result they want. So the more you can use the line of marketing, which is phase B, right? Mm-hmm. Is to talk about their pains, where they're really at and get them to this ultimate place. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So yeah. you might, here's the thing is you might know to yourself, it's like, I, I one of my, my best strengths is like aggression, right? For me, mm-hmm. it, it makes me think of like back when I used to only do video editing. Like that was actually my biggest strength and my team's biggest strength, but mm-hmm. we never, ever talked about video editing. What did we do? Yeah. We talked about the pains that they were going through and maybe some questions they had and then mm-hmm. the ultimate result they possibly could achieve, right? Not the video editing. The video, what we did talk about was, hey, scale your brand up, right? We'll edit your videos for all different platforms, right? So that way you gain the most amount of awareness, right? You, you triple your audience online. That's mm-hmm. what we really said. And then we would trickle in some things and we do this through incredible editing. And maybe we bring up a story kind of like what you said, you know, and I do this because I go outside of my box, right? I, mm-hmm. I go down the street and I shake hands with your neighbor or I do this, right? I have this mm-hmm. aggressive approach, or I have this modern marketing tactic that has gotten me new clients like Sarah, who we helped just last week. And she sold her home in less than a week or less mm-hmm. than two weeks, right? All of a sudden it's like, whoa, getting, if we're ever talking about the middle phase B, right? That line of marketing, it's always directly correlated to getting them to face C with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Um, so, I mean, let me hear from your side. Like what, what are the biggest pains that you're, you're currently going through? Um, having to do most of it manually. So when it comes to how cold I go calls, about prospecting. Cold emails maybe. Yeah. Um, I've actually switched over to text messaging and okay. I've seen a greater response rate from that. A lot of times when I'm reaching out to these people over the phone, because um, I do the separate cold calling and then my other time I see it as reaching out to sale by owners. They're more yeah. warm, you know, they want to sell their house. And I've noticed by reaching out via text message, I've had a greater response rate from them. Um, and do you, do you just have like a list of people, like a list of homeowners yeah, that you text? Yeah, so um, I use Vortex with Red X. Yeah. So I pay them, it's about $30 per county and it'll auto-populate any new for sale by owners every single day. So rather yeah. than having to go to Zillow, click through each one, scroll down, find their phone number and then message that way, right. it's at least helped the process be sped up quite a bit there. Yeah. But yeah. there's still the time sitting down, copy and pasting each message, adding their contacts in onto my phone. And <clears throat> I know there's certain laws that we have to go through and deal with, with the can spam act. Oh that yeah. Makes it difficult. You got to watch yourself. Yeah. So email included phone calling included. I literally like, I don't know if you saw me earlier, but I literally just looked over at my phone and mm-hmm. I had to, I had to lock it because I have basically this thing called robo killer that, uh, pushes away and blocks any calls that I don't want coming through because I'm getting like a crazy amount of spam calls. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, like the government's taking note of this and they're like, F that like this cold, cold calling, cold emailing, cold texts as well. Like they're, they're trying to protect everyone's privacy as I'm sure you've seen all over the news. Yeah. And so with that being yeah. said is, yeah, I mean, you, you can go on and, and t- tell me a little bit more, but it sounds like you, you're just spending a lot of time, like, you know, typing everything out yourself, like going through it cold and really we, we call it just like 
or manual. Oh, you said this manual labor, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's all manual. Um, the best thing is when you can build something that's truly an asset for yourself. And here's the thing, like content sure is one way of doing it. Like mm-hmm. video content specifically, that is one way of doing it. There's many other ways to produce content or produce a brand, right? You mm-hmm. could develop a website that attracts people with SEO base, which I have a whole argument against. Um, mm-hmm. But then you could start a YouTube channel or you could start a Twitter if you're a better typer, right? Um, again, I have a whole argument against Twitter as well, but I, I want to ask you from your point of view, what, what is the, what is this, what does the other side look like for you? If you're not going to do this manual labor, what are you trying to get into? Um, my, my ideal goal out of this, like perfect world. Yeah, it exactly. is. Bring it on. Calls just like this to where I'm having a 15 minute session, 15, 30 minute scheduled session with these, uh, with these sellers where they can do a Q and A. They can ask me any questions about my services. I can hit them with that, you know, that group C of the results of what it's going to be like working with me. Gives me that 30 minute, 15 minute window of opportunity to close them on a deal. Get and then just constantly work in that cycle. So if I, I just want to be going on appointments nonstop, because I see it to where. Um, I looked at it to where if I said 16 appointments, okay, on average, maybe eight of them cancel. Okay. That gives me eight appointments. I go on eight of those appointments. And this is, this is not with any like, um, preemptive, you know, over the phone, commitment, nothing. Sealed, yeah. no commitment, anything nothing. like that. Just, just I'm going there to their house. I already know where this is going, but yeah, I keep I have going. a 25% conversion. So if I can just consolidate or sub out that appointment setting and I can just have appointments already set. I go through, I have the call, I take the call, I make the close. That would speed up the process. That would allow me to help so many other people. And how I, I, I mean, I will always, always be rooted to the core with the fact that you do so much better in business if you help people. You know, that's just how you grow. So where I, I, I know some people look at it as like, oh, this is my sales volume goal. I want to be able to count and just always double and multiply the amount of people that I've helped that have come through. Yep. So I need to pass on that, 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 that manual labor that I'm doing myself. And that's my roadblock. I know that there's some kind of stat on here and you know what, like I'm really enjoying this call. So maybe we're, we'll repurpose this if that's cool with you and yeah, like post it fine. online. Um, but I, if we are repurposing this, put the stat below. Cause I know that there's a stat statistic on, um, realtors who first uh, meet face-to-face with either the buyer or the seller, right? If you're that first realtor to meet face-to-face, it's almost 100% locked in. But that's the biggest thing is if you are a realtor, and here's the thing is, think about this outside of the realtor space. Like just take, you know, if, if there's other people watching this, but absolutely, Matt, for you is there's something, there's a strong takeaway there, which means if, if that face-to-face connection, whether it's in person or not, is so mm-hmm. massive, how can I continue to do that? Because, um, you know, the very first thing that people read is not, or the very first thing that people listen to is not your voice. It's your other body language. It's how you carry yourself. You know, my slouch, am I coming in like this? Like, okay, Matt. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. No, they're, they're looking at so much more and listening to so much more than just my voice, but then they get to hear me speak what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. That's mm-hmm. when, that's when they really connect with you. And like you said, just having a 15 or 30 minute session, dude, I've been doing biz 10. Have you seen me do that online? Uh, 
Biz 10 is my new my new office hours that I'm opening up every Thursday mm-hmm. and Friday, um, where it's only 10 minutes long. It's super quick and impactful. But I get to basically open up these office hours, if you will, like a Zoom call one on one, where I talk with my audience, you know, and they get to hop on book a time with me. And we talk shop about their business, the industry, any questions they have how to think outside the box. And this is really working for me in two ways. You know, number one, I get to learn exactly what the questions and ideas are of my audience, which mm-hmm. I know very well, but I want to know it even more. And I want to continue to know it as things change and evolve, right? Same thing with you in your real estate space. I highly recommend you do that. And the second thing is I apply anything that I learn to all that I do when I have conversations mm-hmm. with you or the next person I have a conversation with or a sales call or my next piece of content, right? How my website is set up, et cetera. How my, how my social media and profiles are set up, right? If you look at my LinkedIn, it's geared specifically for from the conversations that I've had with people, verbiage that they use and what I can come back with. You, you with me? So yeah. I 100% suggest you like opening up some kind of, um, you know, like open office hours, if you will, yeah. and make it like a really exclusive thing. Like talk about it in your content and your stories. And like, this is, it's been one of the best things I've, I've ever done. Um, and, and we've gotten multiple clients from it just because it's, it's super natural. I don't have any sales call. I don't do any pitching at all, but I simply talk about what we do and just give like free consultation for a short amount of time. But the most important thing that I do is I reuse that content for every single other piece of marketing and sales, uh, marketing and sales we can possibly even think of. And mm-hmm. to that point is marketing and sales, those used to be two completely separate departments, if you will, but they are 100% cohesive, cohesive, if not one in the same, under the same roof. Like they have mm-hmm. to have that nice flow together. So any questions with that? What are, what are your thoughts with that? And how do you, how do you see yourself using it? Um, I mean, I've always been a a really supportive person in marketing because the right kind of marketing if done right pretty much does 80 percent of the legwork when you say about that marketing to sales like marketing Mm -hmm. does pretty much most of the legwork and as long as you do it to where you're in their face the most then it's very successful or like how you were saying something that really attracts somebody of, you know, like female only, or, you know, that million dollar exclusive there, there, there's definitely some truth to that. And I I definitely agree. Um, Yeah, I think my biggest thing is I got to do better of my personal marketing of myself, like getting a house sold of marketing that cake, easy, done branding myself, marketing myself. And, nah. and let me hop in. That's the number one thing realtors do wrong. And every, every single person, every other well, realtor and everyone we work with, we, mm. we show them how to really maximize a, an experience, right? Maybe mm. that experience is as um, like a pinnacle experience, like selling the home. Like finally you got mm. what you achieved, but what about all that legwork beforehand? You know, like, was it gruesome? Was it awesome? Was it somewhere in between them? A little bit of both? You know, people really want to know about that experience and how you handled that experience. Right. Okay. Now you've hit this pinnacle. Talk about it. Of course. Right. That's what realtors love to do. They're like, Hey, this house is sold like incredible, fantastic, like great. Or, Hey, this home is now listed. Awesome. Right. But what about afterwards? You know, not just Mm -hmm. before about the, the worst things and the best things that have happened, but what about after your experience? Right. What, what, what are your next thoughts? Like, are you going to be better in some way? 
What, what was your learning experience? Are you this guru realtor who knows it all and you're just going to, you know, copy and paste it the next time? Probably, Never. But probably yeah. not, right? Probably not. So I, I, you know, I'm just getting the vibes from you. You make me think of myself where I always say like, you know, I'm not this guru. I'm a practitioner. I'm practicing mm -hmm. everything I preach and I'm always looking for that next step to become even better time and time again. I know I don't know everything, but I'm looking for that little learning curve. So as a realtor or someone in your position, think about how you can vocalize that. You know, just be like, you know what? I Here's the thing, guys. I actually ran into a problem last week. The last month was actually my worst month or or one of my worst months, right? But here's the biggest learning learning experience that I had or biggest takeaway that I've had. And then you fill it in, right? Mm -hmm. You know, one one great thing is um, uh, we, we have someone in our program. Uh, he actually just started and he just went and had like a big live event. And he hasn't gotten to this part of our program where we talk about like how you can leverage events. But the mm -hmm. big thing with leveraging an event is also talking about after the fact, right? I, I highly suggest you go learn and, and, and gain knowledge from so many people, but talk about that experience. You know, he had one post where he talked about like, you know, John blank spoke on stage about this. Sarah Jones talked on stage about that. Well, come on to video and explain how you're going to take away those points of view. What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? Right. Kind of like what you said, like I had this experience where, you know, this, this buyer was super aggressive. Right. And mm -hmm. I actually had to mirror this, you know, the, the seller on the back end, like honestly, just knowing them, they probably wouldn't have been able to, to it probably would have been a lost cause for them. Mm -hmm. But in my, my defense, in my position, I did what I needed to do to push back on this. And this ended up being a really nice relationship between the seller and the buyer, or however you want to say, it, right. Tell the actual yeah. story for what it is. Yeah. I mean, though, before pinnacle moment and then after that whole storyline mm -hmm. is massive. And you just put that on repeat because people really connect with stories. The more you can tell that story, the more people will look up to you and look to do business with you. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with how you're saying about the story part. <clears throat> I have one seller that I've worked with and she tells me to text her anytime I've dealt with a crazy situation. So I'll actually go out of my way and text her because when we sat down at the closing table, she just, uh, we had something crazy go on during our deal personally. And then she was like, that's probably the craziest thing you ever dealt with. And I was like, not at all. And I, I mean, I listed off a couple things. I mean, I've been shot at. I've had an old man answer the door in whitey tidies. I go in, he pours me wine. We talk about the house. I just like, I, I've had some crazy stories, but that's where I'm always like in a match and mirror mode or just trying to level with who I'm working with. Because mm. at the end of the day, we always like to work with somebody that's like us. You know, Real quick. So that's something I've always went with. If you're ever thinking about using a story for a, like a piece of content or marketing mm -hmm. material, be careful how you use the story. Sometimes, actually pretty rarely, it's good mm -hmm. for you to lead with the story. More importantly, it's important. It's more impactful when you lead with their pain that they're typically mm -hmm. going with the ultimate vision, like the ultimate scenario they can achieve, like to get through that pain and actually how to achieve that vision, right? We call okay. that pain. We call that pain vision solution. Write that down. Pain vision solution. What is the pain they're going through? Maybe a question they have or a specific problem. The ultimate vision they could possibly achieve, right? Like the mm -hmm. paint the beautiful picture, but don't just paint them a beautiful picture. Then provide that solution. How can yeah. they achieve that ultimate vision? You with me? Mm -hmm. And a part of that solution. Write this down too, Matt. I, I mean this. It yeah. works very well. Pain vision solution. And a part of that solution is not just how to get to that vision, but you. Mm -hmm bold yeah. underline you because that is the difference they, they've probably seen and not just probably they have 
seen a million videos of people talking online, talking about the problems in real estate, how to get through mm-hmm. them, but why should they listen to you? And then you bring in that, that value, which maybe includes a story, but how you just gain their attention in the beginning, hit that pain vision solution, you got their attention. Then you can bring on any story you want. You with me? Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. Because I, I mean, that's probably definitely another big scramble I've dealt with. is just like the delivery, you know, like, like how would I go about delivering this? Like, and I, I totally agree with how you were saying something of just absolutely no to Twitter earlier. Um, I used to have a huge Twitter following, at least in my younger mind, I had about like 90,000 followers. I thought oh, I was cool. That's yeah. I, my, a big thing, what I would do, cause I worked at Publix at the time, I would write my Twitter handle in the dirty part of the back of the 18 wheeler trucks. So I would be along the highways of like free marketing, you know? Oh so that I, of course, like I was just in it to be funny. Yeah. So as soon as I was going through my real estate course, I had to, I had to just delete the account. I was like, I'm going into real estate. I, I who knows what I've said, but I don't want any of that carrying on into my professional life, my professional career. Can I, oh, can I tell you something? Yeah. Here's the reason why I don't like Twitter. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest problem with Twitter is you don't get that emphasis. You don't get that real, that the drama, the pause, mm-hmm. the, the, the excitement, whatever it is. You don't get that tone. Okay. But, but I'm the biggest advocate for just communication in general. Mm-hmm. And if you're really getting started and if you have a background, like you said, like you had, what was it? 30 or 90,000? It was about 90,000. 90,000 followers. Hold on. If you had 90,000 followers on Twitter and that's your mm-hmm. background, you're like, Max, I want to get into content, maybe even video content. Yeah. And you had that background in Twitter and maybe you're really good at writing simply with that, <laughs> dude, just go at that. Use it as a stepping stone. So yeah. while I, I do not like Twitter and I don't think it's a long-term solution by any means, Mm-hmm. Use it as a short-term stepping stone to let those ideas brew and let you that process brew and like, okay, here's how I start, right? And maybe you used it for jokes or humor, whatever you did with your old Twitter page, but let that be that catalyst to really get into video because the number one reason why video works so well, and it's the biggest medium for media, Facebook talks about this. There's tons of news articles highlighting the stats on this mm-hmm. It's because of that face-to-face connection with people plus that tone. It's like, why yeah. should I even listen to this person? You know what? Like, I don't, I don't really care what they look like, but I do care about what they're saying and how they're saying it. Right. Yeah. And more yeah. importantly, it's like when I see other people online talking about the same subject, why am I going to follow Max versus John? Mm-hmm. You with me? Or Jane, right? It's because of what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. So then you flip flop it and you're like, okay, if I'm, if I'm looking at this from my own point of view, I want to come at this. Think about the pain vision solution that the, maybe the problems are running into the questions. If I've never gotten started with video and it's a little bit hesitant for me, then I want to make sure that I, you know, get started with any, any, any type of catalyst to get me going. Maybe that's just writing. You know, a lot of people mm. don't want to get on video because they're a better writer. Let those, let those thoughts brew with the writing and, and actually post them publicly and then come about with your video and then just rip it. You know, it, nobody's going to come on and be a perfect speaker, but it's absolutely worth it. So let me ask you, Matt, where, where are you in this whole process? Cause I've seen your Instagram. I've seen you, you know, you, you posted some videos here and there and, and I want to know from your point of view, like, where are you in this whole process? Oh, it looks like you're paused. There we are. Okay. Yeah. We're back. All right. Perfect. Where are you in this whole process? Um, what was that one more time? 
So where are you in this whole process of, of creating content, trying to market yourself? What, you know, I, I have seven more minutes here. Um, but where, where are you in this, in this process of trying to market yourself, getting out of the manual? Are you trying to get into video or are you trying to, I am trying to get into video. I was actually just looking at some cameras today. Uh, I, I want to do more of the touch on that. Uh, I know definitely one thing that I can take uh, learning from this experience right now. I need to figure out how to set up stuff better. Like in my mind, I was like, all right, I'll move my desk around, set my laptop. Because what you can't see because of the glares, I live over on the river and we bought a house like later in the last Killer. year. So um, I'm like, okay, that would be a great shot for when I sit down, do videos and talk about stuff. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to get more of the video side, uh, go on YouTube, be more of that direction, but from that YouTube content that I create and put together, like, I really like YouTube for the fact of if you do that as like your larger time put into your videos and what you get from there, you can take snippets, put it on Instagram, take snippets, put it on Facebook, take a smaller snippet, do a story, a different story. And then now I see a lot of people are going with TikTok and I, I don't, I don't know whether I want to like touch that rabbit hole or not, but that's why. Oh, doing the looks video like we, style. Oh, there you are going that direction. There you go. You said you're not sure if you want to touch on the TikTok. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like the yeah, TikTok side of things? Yeah, because gotcha. it's like a it's like a rabbit hole, you know, and, and that's what that's what I keep seeing. And I, I, I strongly feel that um, I don't know if my target audience is on there. Mm-hmm. I, I highly doubt it for for my nature, but you never know, you know. So I, I think I'm mainly wanting to just focus in on the YouTube side of stuff do that as a way to build, uh, build a brand. And then when I'm sending out my text to for sale by owners, have my lander page set up to where there's a nice little video of like a, a commercial that I pretty much shot, just kind of selling myself, but do that pain vision solution and yeah. insert yeah. myself. I mean, my man, that's, that's exactly what we would help you do is like re-edit all of the content. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not pushing you to work with us by any means, but that is exactly what we do is we help you take that one video you shot from your YouTube. Like maybe you set it up in your, in your space with like a dope background, or maybe you're just like walking down the street or just selling a new home. Yeah. You finish a new video or it's an interview with another local realtor or someone local in your space. Mm-hmm. We'll take that video and then repurpose it for every single format and every mm-hmm. single platform. Even if you're not on TikTok, we'll still edit and give you the content. So that okay. way, if you're even thinking about, you know, getting on there eventually, at least you have that asset. So maybe you don't mm-hmm. post it today or you're like, no, Max, I want to get after it and go hard on it. You have that asset and you have everything you could possibly need. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely the way to multiply and maximize your content for sure. But here's the thing is, Matt, don't focus too much on like, you know, this lighting I have and like this <laughs> LED shelf thing. Um, it, Dude, I you you can easily see this by taking a quick look online. Some of the most viral and the most compelling oh, yeah. videos. It's just walking, taking it, taking shooting a raw right off the cuff. That's exactly. why I like I mean some of my Instagram videos, which I mean they're that's the only way that I've done content before. It's just off the cuff. I want to get more organized with my content mm. that way that there's there's more of a system going because if i do the right system there the algorithms will like me it'll be it'll be better you yep. know i, I want to do more of that keep it consistent but yeah i i 
wholesomely agree. That's what I've seen. I've, I've read about it. It's those raw uncut videos. You just shoot. And then the human brain sees you just as if you were the weatherman on TV, you know, yeah. you're, you're the next celebrity. How, how can I help you? How can I best help you? Um, I would say uh, organization with, uh, with, the, with the marketing and video. So yeah. that, that would be something, I mean, we can message about and get all What's that lacking? figured out. What's lacking in your organization? Um, knowing the guidance for the videos or for the content. You know, I'm like, I'm like perfectly happy jumping on camera, but I need to put together what I'm trying to achieve there, you know? Gotcha. So it's only been the random moments that I just experienced something, you know, I'm up in an attic checking out a property because the ceiling's falling in. But real quick, Matt, have you seen yes. the video? Have you seen the new video we just posted to our website? It's like a live training video. It's it's literally free. It's on the, on our website. No, no, I haven't seen that yet. No, dude, you should check it out because I just broke down like exactly what you're looking for as far as okay. what the heck kind of content should I create? You know, we talk about pain vision solution, talk a little bit about that as well, how important it is. Then we get into using keywords, how important, like beating out your competition with keywords yeah. and then even like scaling your content up and how easily you can do it. Um, yeah. Check out that video. I'm about to, you know, hop off here in a second, but dude, that it's a brand new training. It's right then and there, like uh, not long at all. Absolutely worth your time. You would have, the best thing is you would have extreme clarity and focus on what the heck you should even be creating, whether it's video or Twitter or, or anything in, in regards to your marketing. Um, it would really give you that clarity you're looking for. Okay, sweet. Oh man, it's been a pleasure. Let's, uh, Take a look at that video. If you have any questions, holler, let me know. Um, it's super in-depth. It's extremely tactical. You could literally learn it and apply it today. Um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Ready to get after um, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> I definitely say so. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the direction I'm going to go. I'll watch the video, take a look at it, and uh, get started. Let me say so, this, Matt. Yeah. I, I look for a few things in people because I do this all day, every day, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's my gist is helping entrepreneurs like you grow their business, even without having a large following mm -hmm. to close and it, more importantly, attract their ideal clients. That's literally like yeah. what I do. And the one thing I look for is their character. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to be this super extrovert, extroverted person or loud, obnoxious person. Like you should just be you like, and I like how you said it earlier, you're like, man, I just come from a really work hard family who like looks and appreciates and respects other people, you know, for appreciating my hard work. Right. Yeah. And so the big thing there is, you know, you're, you're very humble with it. You're very clear with it as well. Dude, you have what it takes to seriously grow in an, an impactful brand, not just for yourself, but for many other people. Um, because here's the thing is like in the, in the space of real estate specifically, mm -hmm. there is a massive scalability that does not require your time and energy where you are making so much money off of growing a team and mm -hmm. then getting affiliates through referrals all across, not just your County, but literally all across your state or multi-state. Yeah. Right. It's the power is massive. And that is seriously, you know, you hear this all the time. Like are realtors going to be a, like, are realtor, are realtors going to be necessary in a few years? <laughs> this is how they become necessary. Yeah. They become that, they become that authority in their space by providing solutions from people's pains and problems. So go take a look at that video, dude. It, it's, it's really impactful. I'm really proud of it. Actually. Um, a full training. I go 
Loom video, screen share, the whole back end process we do. So take a look and uh, let me know if you have questions. But my oh, man, I got to bounce and uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Sweet. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Let's be in touch. Let me know how, um, yeah. let me know how you like that video. And if you have any questions, just give me a holler. Okay, cool. And great, yeah. great job with that caption, by the way, way to win the <laughs> caption contest on my Instagram. All right. Awesome. Thank you, man. I'll talk to you later. Talk soon, Matt. Bye-bye. There we go, guys. Biz 10 wrap up coming at you for 10 minutes. We've been pushing over 10 minutes damn near every time. But if you want to hop on a Zoom call, just one-on-one with me and you, we can hop on it. Listen, the link is in my bio. It's right there. Zoom calls every single Thursday and Friday talking about business, whatever business you're running, my business, what it could be for us moving forward, how we can think outside the box. That's really what we're all about here in Biz 10. So find the link in my Instagram bio, Biz 10.